welcome to the Once Blind Podcast, your host, Carlos. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Once Blind. Today's conversation is going to be on conviction. Now, this is one of those topics where if you can't say... If you can't say amen, you ought to say ouch. And then this is also, and again, another favorite pastor of mine, a lot of people are going to be like, hallelujah, amen, yeah, amen, you know, clapping the whole nine yards, but... I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Because this is a common theme here in the United States, and it's the lack of conviction. Now, conviction can be towards a good thing. Conviction can be towards a bad thing. But as a Christian, in fact, as a human being, we need conviction. Now, for a lot of people, they tend to think a conviction is just something in a courtroom. Now, I'm going to take you to Noah Webster's Dictionary, uh, written in 1828. Because he was a Christian, a lot of his definitions are revolving around not only the things that normal, but they show his belief in Christianity. And it's really cool because I'm going to take a quote out of it, but first the definition. So conviction, a formal declaration that someone is guilty of a crime or a criminal offense. Usually a jury will give the verdict. They will be found guilty. Then their conviction is set. Now, he also puts a firmly held belief or opinion the quality of showing that one is firmly convinced of what one believes or says. So as Christians, we believe what the Bible says. We hopefully have read it. And we know what things are sin, what things are good, what we should be doing. All these things should be things that now aren't just written in the Bible, but are things that we should know. Things that are written in our hearts because we have the Holy Spirit reminding us. When we believe those things and we go against them, we should feel conviction. We know that the Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit came to convict and to give us conviction so that when we are doing something wrong, the word is brought up back into our minds. So we, almost like our conscience, will give us conviction because we believe but the problem is is that one many people aren't reading the bible they're not and if they are they're reading through it and most of it they act as if it doesn't apply to them there's so many things in the bible that are for us to learn how to live for us to adjust our conduct to how we live, how we treat others, and how we live in this present day. A good quote of his, Noah Webster, By convictions a sinner is brought to repentance. Men often sin against the conscience, I'm sorry, men often sin against the convictions of their conscience. So here we are as Christians, right? We've read through the Bible, we've We've ignored a lot of what it says. 
And, and here's the thing. We're all sinners. We all sin. We all fall short. I fall short. But see, the thing is, is that on the way to, let's say, committing a sin, I have something in my head I want to go do. I know it's wrong. The whole way to that point, I fight my conscience. Now, if I have conviction because I believe in God and I have conviction because I believe in the words of God, there is a struggle between what I know is right and what I know is wrong. And that's pertaining to sin. But when the Bible says that a man is worse than an infidel if he doesn't protect or provide for his family, I know that if I have an opportunity to provide for my family, protect my family, do something for my family, there's that conviction that pushes me forward so that I can do what is right. It's simply put, for a man who is the sole provider of his home, others are, are duplicate, you know, providers. Their spouse works as well. But for us, or for whoever may provide, we have to have that initial struggle in the morning, whether I go to work or not, unless you love your job. But let's face it, many don't especially us who are laborers, us who are working hard. We don't want to get up and go to work. We do because we have to. And why? Because we need to provide. But see, for me, it's much more than that. I have a godly conscience of what it is to be a man. And I have to provide for my family. I have to. Because I don't want to be an infidel or worse of. So, in all of this, you would say, okay, but scriptures, what scriptures? And I'm going to take you guys to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 9 through 10. And now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. And what is this sorrow? When you go against your convictions... And you find something is wrong. There's that sorrow like, oh, man, definitely doing this wrong. Man, I knew I shouldn't have did that. Or, man, I, I really should have did that. I, 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 you know, I should have went to work. Now, now there's less money coming into the house. I really should have got up and went to work. So, see, it's a twofold thing. It's not just to, and this is the thing, like, churches don't want to teach the twofold. Conviction's not just to keep you from sinning. It's not just to keep you from sinning. It is also to push you to be a better person. We need this conviction. And it's funny because when I was thinking of, of this episode, because I definitely wanted to talk about conviction, I was kind of depressed, not depressed, but praying, really upset. And it was kind of plaguing me. It was in our a discussion between me and God is like these churches today, man, these Christians, there's just no conviction. You know, we're supposed to go out and, and tell the world, you know, we're supposed to be the light, but there's no conviction. No one wants to do these things. Look, look at how often people just, eh, you know, these seeker friendly churches and all these, these, these watered down gospels have really created a type of person, Lord, that, they just don't care. 
because you're forgiving them because of this, because of that. They're playing with you, God. And, and this is what my prayer was like. And it, it never, it never, it's always an awe moment, man, when God, God shows you, not, not just tells you, but shows you that he listens to prayer. Because that very morning, and I want to give a shout out to, to Moon, you know, Boar, uh, people on uh, Instagram. These cats are, are legit, man. I love these people. And God bless them. I'm praying for their child. But man, she she quickly, you know, I, I wrote something stupid and it wasn't necessarily stupid, but you know, it was just just a comment out there. And she really came with this this statement that that showed conviction. You know, con not only conviction with her, but it was a discussion between them. And they were both showing that conviction. And it was like, all right, God, so so there are that remnant, right? It reminds me of the Old Testament when a prophet was like, who's there? Who's there? I believe it was Elijah. And he was like, who, who's left? Who's left? Who's left? And Jesus tells him, don't worry about who's left. I have a remnant. I, ha I have a remnant. And, you know, and he showed him that remnant, those that were left. And I'm like, Here, here's God showing me that, you know, there is still conviction within your circle. Because I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are walking this line. I'm, I'm not saying there's none. But I'd be lying. I, I really would be lying if I didn't say that I just don't see it. I don't see this conviction because look at the way this country's going. Look at the laws that are being passed. Look at the things that are going on in our neighborhoods. And we're allowing these things. And there is no conviction in a lot of the church to go out there and fight for these things. They're not out there fighting for the future of their children. And yes, we believe that the world is going to end. We believe that Jesus is coming back. But listen, when Jesus comes back, he's coming to convict. To say guilty, not guilty, he's coming to judge. And that's John 16, 8. Test it. But I'd be lying if I said that I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing so much of it. And it's not that I have to witness it because I am nobody. But I'd be affected by it too. My family would be affected by it too. It wouldn't feel so lonely out there. But I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing more churches pop out that are so seeker-friendly. Okay, and they're like, God, oh, don't worry about your sin. You know, churches that are teaching whatever doctrine tickles ears. And it's, it's astonishing to me. It, it puts me in a state of what's going on. But see, they really encouraged me, man. I was blown away for... It's been about a week or two. I've just been blown away. And, and, and every time I kept feeling this way while I'm watching the news and watching the things that are going on, and I'm not talking about the crap that they put out there for us to be watching. I'm talking about just watching actual news of the things that are going on in certain neighborhoods, in certain places, and not watching or not seeing the churches come out and fighting and saying, no, not in, not in, not in our neighborhoods, not in our homes, not in anything. It's just 
So in this scripture, right, sorry, but this is how passionate I am about just the lack of conviction. But he continues, now led to repentance. So this sorrow that they felt, this guilt, led to repentance. Metanoia, turning around, you know, completely around 180. So they felt the conviction and it led to repentance. And that is what Paul is rejoicing in. It's, he's not rejoicing in the fact that they had to feel conviction. It's that they then allowed it to become repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. And that is, that, is the, that is it. As Christians, we are towards salvation. Everything we do is towards salvation. Not that we can earn salvation. But see, believing in Christ, there has to be repentance. How can there be repentance if there is no conviction? Not to be regretted, by the sorrow of the world produces death. See, when we regret this sorrow and we, we go against it and we go against this conviction, it leads to death. You know, many people say YOLO, right? You only live once. Uh, that can be true. But then you die twice, physically and spiritually. You see, a Christian, no, we're born twice. We're born in the physical. But we're also born in the spirit. And it's the spirit that's eternal. So when you read scriptures like this, how can you not have conviction? How can you not look for, okay, God, what, it is, what is it that you want me to see, to follow? Where can I better myself for the sake of being an ambassador of you? How can I represent you right? And that's the thing. We want to represent our flags. We want to represent all these things. And we want to be the best of those that we can be. But there is no conviction in being the best Christian we can be. And not because it earns anything. But because that's our love for God. We want him to be seen in his full light. Because he is light. So... We're going to go to John 3.19. Well, 3 verse 19. Yep, it takes me a little bit. So 3.19, and these are the words of Jesus. And this is the condemnation. That the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. That's what we just spoke of. Because their deeds were evil. Not me. I didn't say this. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. And this is why you have so many Christians hiding. This is why you have so many people hiding from their convictions. You see, because conviction 
is that, that fork in the road between darkness and light. You either have conviction and you know, you know what, I'm not trying to hide. I'm not trying to dole anything out. I'm trying to be light because we're called to be salt and light in the city on a hill. So we're supposed to shine above all things because that city on the hill, it's like when you look over, being that we're from Jersey, but you look over the bay and you look towards New York, you see the lights. You see the city. You can't ignore it. We're called to be that. But how can we be that if we don't have the convictions to be it? It doesn't burn inside us. And again, yes, I know there's, there's a few. I know there is. But that's all it is, is a few. And if you think that's harsh judgment, look at this country. And it is supposed to get worse, but look how quickly, how quickly we're yielding to things. We have yielded to all these laws passed against our will, against our morals, against the scriptures' morals. Something passed down to us from God, we're allowing them to take it away. There is no conviction. And I keep saying it over and over again, and I'm hoping that it sinks. Not for my sake. I know where I stand with God. And I know I'm a sinner, and I know that I have to go through my convictions. But I also have to live by my convictions, because He is my conscience. But where, where are you at? Where are you at with God? And now, if you're feeling convictions, what are you doing about that? Because at that point, if you're feeling the conviction, you can't lie to you can lie to me, but you can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to the relationship that you and Christ have. But see here, Jesus came to be light, not to condemn. He just came to shine and show. Because we were in darkness. At this precise moment, the Jews were in darkness. But it came to shine light so that they can see their way out. But a lot of them chose to stay in darkness because they loved their evil. They wanted their evil. And so many of us today, we live in an age where what is sweet is bitter, is called bitter. What is good is called evil. And evil is called good and no one cares. Look around you. Look around you. We've allowed society to divide us so that we're not even effective in that manner. But we're supposed to be the body. But we've allowed, we've allowed ourselves to be decapitated and we have been separated from the head. And for those of us that are still hanging on to the head, there's hands missing, there's arms missing, there's so many things that are just not in place. And we need to come together. We need to unite so that we can go out of this world because it's going to get darker. But at least we didn't roll over and die. You know, we, we, we were ambassadors to the end. It's just, it amazes me. It amazes me. And then verse 21 says, back to John 3, but he who does the truth 
comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. And that's all it is. So what we do, we do for God. How do we know? Because they shine light onto others. And see, by us being light, by us living, just like when Jesus came to be the light, is so that it convicts those that are in the dark to come out of the dark, come live in the light. Because everything that's in darkness, when light steps in, it gets exposed. And, and my friends, our, our churches have been exposed. People are seeing truly what's going on with, with all this different doctrine that people are pointing out, allowing this woke mentality, the CRT, the this, the that, all, all these different doctrines, the name it and claim it, the prosperity gospel, all these things, we've allowed them to define how the people in the darkness see the church, see the body of Christ. We haven't given them light. We've been giving them darkness because they've already loved the darkness. They're loving it even more because they get to point at us and say, I don't want that. I'm better than that. You know what? According to their standards and the standards of the world, they are. I mean, according to God's standards, it's something else. But see, there it is. Where's the conviction for the things of God? Where are they? I'm going to take you to one last scripture. And I'm hoping that in this you guys know that this is out of love. This isn't a, a, a I don't want people to feel bad. I, I don't do this because it's fun. It would be so much easier to be like the prosperity people and the name it and claim it and the secret friendlies and just tell you how good you are and how great everything is. That's so much easier. But my convictions won't allow it. It's never allowed it. You know, this is why I enjoyed the, the pastors of old where, where they weren't afraid of what people would think or say, the Raven Hills, the Tozers, even today, the Vaudis, Bodie Bachman, Paul Washer, Piper. Like the, these are pastors that I'm like, yeah, man, nah, this is, this is what we need. Because we're all sinners. We all fall short. But if everyone's telling us it's okay, we're not going to get better. If no one brings the light, we're just not going to see our way out of these things. We need to have conviction. So we had covered Acts. So you guys are probably going to, well, whoever did go through the study of Acts that I've been doing, you're going to remember Acts 2, uh, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. You see, they didn't know. They learned something new and it cut them. Cut them deep. Because whenever you hear cut them to the heart, it means to cut deep. I mean, the conviction is life-changing. How do you know it's life-changing? And, I'm sorry. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter the rest of the, and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? And for anyone, any single person out there listening, wherever you are, whether it's the, the audio, 
I started doing this on Rumble too, but YouTube, Rumble, anywhere. You need someone to pray with, I'll pray with you. You know, we'll pray for God's hand to be upon you, whatever the need may be. But see, the answer to what shall we do? We need to pick up our Bibles. We need to read them. We need to study them. We need to see what they say. We need to do what they say. We need the conviction to lead us. We need the convictions so that we take action. And a lot of this, I know that in the beginning of doing this podcast, I just wanted to bring out the word because obviously it's not being taught the right way. I wanted to reach out to those that, that the churches have hurt, right? These, these so-called churches wanted to point out spiritual abuses, but I also wanted to make a way for someone, you know, to be ministered to that has gone through these things. So anyone, you have plenty of opportunities to reach me. I've put them all out there. Want to be able to minister, pray with you, whatever it is. But also, I, I wanted to stay away from, from the politics, but the convictions that I've been having, again, through studying my Bible, watching what's going on, the things that are being pushed upon us, those convictions got too loud for me to ignore. So for those that want to send me emails about, hey, I thought you weren't going into politics, I said I would try. I would try, and I tried. But I can't ignore it anymore. And that's where this whole thing with convictions has been coming through, where how can I tell anyone to listen to their convictions and me ignore mine? So you have noticed... I will be talking about these things. I will be looking into a lot of these things and bringing those things to light as well, like we did with what was going on in Virginia with a lot of the stuff that I discussed with the Patriot Position, which, by the way, we will be doing more things together. I will call it the Minorities Report because we're all minorities, but either way, I am going to listen to my convictions. Some of you may like it, some of you may not. I'm not doing this to gain fans and friends. God brings those into my life that he wants to keep here. God brings them and God removes them. But at this point in time, because of how everything has been going, God has opened me up into having the time to do something like this. So again, I'm just going to leave you guys with this. I know because the Bible says so. I know that we all feel convictions. And for, again, Moon, thank you so much for the encouragement. You guys are awesome. And know that you are an encouragement. But this is one thing that I say to you guys and I say to anyone who has ever or is feeling conviction at this point in time. Listen to them. Listen to them. It's the Holy Spirit trying to point you in the right direction. If you ignore the Holy Spirit enough, his voice gets lower and lower and you may miss out on your next blessing. And what I mean by that is it is, it is a blessing to follow God. It is a blessing to listen to God. 
and he does reward his children. But you can't call yourself his if you're not following. God bless you guys. Thank you for dropping by. Please remember to subscribe, to share, like, and to catch the next one.